0: Hello, friends. In today's episode of the Women of All podcast, we learn more about how to be proactive with our health from nurse practitioner Bernadette Thomas. Bernadette tells us about her struggles dealing with thyroid disease and how those struggles led her to where she is today. Hello, you're listening to the Women of Awe Action Wisdom and Excellence podcast. I'm your host, Adrienne Dillard. The Women of All podcast is a podcast that celebrates the everyday woman who in her everyday activities has taken action when needed, displayed wisdom as required, and exhibited excellence as a routine to make life better for herself, her family, and or her community. Friends, welcome. I'm so delighted to have our guest today. Our guest is Bernadette Thomas, and as usual... I will let Bernadette Thomas introduce herself to us. Bernadette, please introduce yourself to the friends.
1: Okay, first of all, thank you so much for having me. It, I'm honored that you found value in um, what I do and uh, in my story. So thank you so much. Um, I've been a nurse practitioner for about 12 years. I first started out in urology seeing a lot of uh, male patients and some female patients. I have loved that. Prior to that, I worked in the operating room for 21 years. So um, after being in that arena for so long, I wanted to try something else. And so I went to MP school and became a an nurse practitioner, uh, working in anywhere from family practice to internal medicine, neurology, pain management, uh, just a plethora of different specialty areas. And, but I found my niche in thyroid disease because as I became a thyroid patient uh, in 2012, and so I just wanted to know more about that. So not only could I take care of myself, but eventually take care of other people. So yes, I uh, have my own practice and I primarily see thyroid patients and some adjunct care for other people with autoimmune diseases. So that's my background. That's what
0: I do. (laughs) Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Here's the thing, Bernadette, many people who have a medical background might have encountered some sort of illnesses themselves, but they don't go into that field and focus on that. What made you decide, hey... I'm really going to make this my niche and focus on this.
1: Well, when I was a nurse and before I was a nurse, my dream job was to always work in urology. And I was told a million times that, oh, you're a girl, men won't want to see you. They won't want you touching their genitalia, blah, 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 things like that. And so I still pursued it. I mean, even though I worked in an operating room, I made sure I did a lot of urologic surgeries with this. I mean, I participated in those kind of things with the surgeons and just always had my foot close to that uh, specialty. But when I got thyroid disease, which was very debilitating, it stripped me from my profession, my as a mother, as a wife, like everything uh, was on hold because I was very ill. I was hospitalized. I was told that I had to have radiation was my only treatment option. I was given a lot of medicines and things that made me very ill um, and I felt terrible. And then to climb out from that, I was running around like a mad person going from Hopkins up to Pennsylvania, I mean, I was trying to find all these specialists to help me because I didn't feel good. And I thought that that was was going to be my life. Like I was not going to be able to be a mother to my young children, be some decent wife and work in the profession that I love. So after struggling for two years, not finding anybody to be able to give me solid answers, I finally found someone in Pennsylvania. To tell me why my body was doing what it was doing why i was reacting the way it was reacting to the thyroid medicine and other thyroid treatments and this stuff. and that really helped me start the journey to becoming well so then i wanted to know how did he know what he knew when i've been traveling to all these specialists to get answers the stuff that he was talking to me about and telling me about i started researching and looking into it because i started to feel better Well, I wasn't perfect, but I was able to do things that I couldn't do before and able to have a little bit more energy to take care of my family and things like that. That made me frustrated that I had to drive two hours, sometimes longer to be specialist and beyond to get someone to hear me, to hear my symptoms, and then to be able to take care of me properly. I thought, well, if I'm going to do all that, that means other people are doing that. So I need to start doing this so that people have someone close. I just dug in, I made it my mission, just not only for my patients, but also to take care of myself properly. I wanted to know what he knew and I made sure that I learned it. And I'm still learning. Like I have tons of stuff I learn all the time because my patients are all different and they all require sometimes uh, different modifications to their treatment plans. And sometimes I have to go and research that to pull all that together. So yeah, it was just my Experience was so not good. <laughs> and, you know, being told that my symptoms weren't real and maybe I needed to go see psych all the time. Like, I heard that a lot of times, like, oh, I think you just need to follow up with psych. And I did go, like, I went to see psych and I was just like, they don't understand my disease. They don't understand my disease process. They don't understand that. Thyroid disease causes depression and anxiety and, you know, some other things. So they're not incorporating that into, you know, my care and my treatment. Yeah, just my journey and stuff that I've been through and the way I've felt like, oh my gosh, debilitating at times, very ill, made me think that I got to help people not have that.
0: (laughs) I am really, that's really what drew me to your story is what you went through and how you're now trying to help people, because as I have mentioned to you before, my family, I have several members of my family who suffer from some type of thyroid illness, including myself. Right. And it's always a one size fits all kind of treatment. <laughs> and what always bothers me about this illness is no one knew what my thyroid levels were before I had the illness. You're giving me this little pill and saying, here, take this. This will put you normal. So how can you tell me I'm back at normal when we don't know what normal was?
1: I I think that at, at least at your annual screening, you should definitely have more than just a TSH, which is typical. Uh, for your annual screening test with your primary care, they do a TSH, but they should look to see if you at least have antibodies. You know, is there some potential here for some autoimmune disease? If so, uh, let me see what's going on with my patient. Is she having high stress? Is there an environmental issue? Is there a genetics component here that's driving up these antibodies? But in today's medicine, the time frame is so limited. That, you know, it's a quick where before you should have an annual screening appointment, it was anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes. Now you, it's 10 minutes for a full annual screening is about 10 minutes. And, you know, look in the amount of labs that people order for annual screening. It's a lot. So then you have to bring this patient back and go over those labs. And that's usually done in about three to five minutes. (laughs) So they just look for things that really stand out that probably and can prioritize and fix the top ones and let the bottom ones kind of ride it out until they become a problem. So that's unfortunate, but um, I think that a good annual screening involves a lot of testing. And sometimes it's probably best to look at those testings long before the patient comes back for a follow-up. So you can work on a plan for them, but that's not today's medicine. And that's unfortunate, but to monitor the thyroid should also just be like monitoring cholesterol, monitoring, you know, kidney function, monitoring, you know, but when you monitor those things, you do more than one test. (laughs) you know, that's the thing. When you're looking at someone's cholesterol, you do more than one test. You do panels. So the thyroid disease should be, or monitoring the thyroid gland should be similar to that. So
0: absolutely. And another thing that I like that you do is you do, this is a holistic approach for you. You're not just focusing on, on the thyroid. That's it. We're looking at that and we don't care about what else is happening in your life because then you have this piecemeal medicine. (laughs) <laughs> and I hate that. when you do that it's the worst it's the worst but you do the holistic approach something else you just said which I found interesting you said you receive the results of the screenings all your screenings and then you bring the patient back in to go over those no one does that you get the screening wow. information but there is no bringing the patient back in to go over them that right there already tells me you're different from everyone else. <laughs> I am. We definitely come back.
1: We order the panel. Uh, we have Christina here. Say hi, Christina. Hi. Hi, She's Christina. Amazing. She is a registered nurse. She is an ICU nurse and an ER nurse. Uh, she has pediatric and adult training. She is what I call a beast. And no one gets through here without getting their labs done because we have a beautiful infusion lounge with recliners and things and patients can come and recline and get their labs drawn and we send them right out to LabCorp request. We do that right here in the office. So, and then they come back and we bring the patients back and we go, I go over them with a highlighter (laughs) <laughs> and a pencil and, and show them what these things mean and write it out for them so they can plan and we can plan together how to take care of them. You would be surprised how many things I have caught that uh, weren't caught on previous labs. And right. you know, right. I'm, I'm catching blood disorders that I'm like, you must have had this forever. This just doesn't pop up, and you know, sending people all the way to Philadelphia to specialists and things, and then their primary and other people like that get involved. Then, then they're right. involved.
0: Yes, but, of course,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, you have to make that time. But you know, if you have too many patients in your practice and you're not able to do that, then unfortunately, that's going to be you're not going to be able to go over those labs and things. For me. I want my patients to know what's on those labs, like what this means, what these letters mean, what this section of labs mean? You know what I mean? I want them, if they're not with me and they're with other people, to, when they look at that, they know that this is my kidneys. Yeah. This is my liver. This is my blood. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I want them to know when I go over that and and write it out for them. So yes.
0: that's not yeah. normal. <laughs> that is <Yeah>. not normal.
1: <laughs> well, we do that here because you. you know you when they come back. Here. Oh, thank you. When they come back, you know, after that and after that, they're already telling me, "Oh, I saw that." You know, the other. You know, so they know, and it's nice.
0: You want your patients to be knowledgeable about themselves. Oh yes, oh
1: yes, absolutely, 100%. And I think that allows them to advocate because sometimes I don't get it right. Sometimes they're like, well printed that? that made me feel terrible, I didn't like yes. that. And right. I need to know that, you know, or is there another thing we can try because this bothered me and things like that. So, you know, I want them to come here. Me and Christina try to keep a, an environment that's comfortable that our patients can come here and feel comfortable and they can say the things that they like and don't like, or you know, tell us what works and what's not working and right. things like that. We're trying to create a space like that so patients uh, feel like that this place is a safe place and a comfortable place for them to get healthcare.
0: Well, it sounds like that's exactly what you're creating there. What made you decide, because you were working for someone else, how did you decide you were gonna start your own practice?
1: Well, I worked in neurology and then I started working in, in like more like primary care, family practice, uh, internal medicine uh, environment, covering for providers and things like that. But I did that for a little while and then I decided to work in corporate health. So I worked in the health and wellness center at J.P. Morgan Chase, Delaware at three different locations. They have over 11,000 employees and I worked with five wonderful registered nurses and We just had a really nice uh, environment that focused on wellness. They could do labs there and draw labs on these patients. And so, you know, or patients come in to the wellness center not feeling good and I'd order labs or whatever. So I was able to work with these patients without a whole lot of rules and things like that, like you have in, in private practice and things. So I was able to look at their thyroid labs and, you know, check their blood and everything like that. And I started thinking, well, you know what? This is a wellness center. I can start incorporating my functional medicine approach, which is more holistic patient. So I started doing that there and I was getting such great results and, and doing so well with the patients that I thought I could just go and start my own place where I could solely focus on this. And I don't have to worry about all the other components of this position. So I decided to do that. So I took a leap of faith and, uh, the end of, what was it, November 2018, I found the, the, my off my current office and most of 2019, I spent redoing this place. I stripped it to the studs because I'm so picky. I want everything to be so nice and pretty. So I stripped it to, to the studs. It almost took like nine months to get it together. My time we got all the furnishings in and everything back together, it was the end of 2019, but I still held on to it you know, even through a pandemic, that this is the place where patients need to come to be able to get really good care and be heard. It was just a leap of faith looking at the frustration that patients go through when they have thyroid disease. I mean, it's unreal, the deficiencies and things that I find which promote thyroid disease. And if you fix some of these deficiencies, guess what? Patients get better that's holistic looking. You're looking at the whole patient. What is driving this? Like, why do you have these antibodies? Just look at the whole you and see where this is coming from. And most of the time we find it. Most of the time we find out what's driving these antibodies. And it's so fun to celebrate with patients when those antibodies start going down. They see it and they see that their work and the things that they're doing are improving their health. So it's wonderful. Working in corporate health and focusing on the wellness approach and then incorporating my functional medicine in there got me thinking that, you know, I could probably do this on my own. And then I can solely focus on this functional medicine approach and a bit of the corporate side of it. It's been a blessing. It's been a journey and I love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world.
0: Good. But you call this functional medicine. Is that the terminology that's used? I used to think that osteopathic medicine was more holistic. But I discovered it didn't quite seem to be what I thought. But everything you're describing does seem more like the holistic approach that I was looking for at the time.
1: Osteopathic does have that holistic approach to it. It's just that once they're out of school, They can choose to continue on that or they can lean more towards traditional Traditional. MD practice. So they do, yes, they are trained in that area, most certainly, but you know, the MD arena is bigger and they kind of have their set of rules and folks tend to gravitate towards that, you know, that win and run thing.
0: Yeah, Yeah. it's easier, that's for sure. Sure.
1: Yes, absolutely. So I think functional medicine is definitely the future of medicine for those who want to embrace it. It definitely helps you look at the whole patient and find root cause of disease. And if you're not looking for the root and you're just simply treating symptoms, well, that's going to keep the patient coming back, coming back, coming back. And you know what I mean? Yes, I want to graduate yes. patients away from me and maybe see them once or twice a year because they're doing well. And I mean, graduate, like sure. it's going to be a rough patch for a couple of years. We're going to try to get, figure this out and get you well. And then we'll see you once or twice a year. Oh. <laughs> yeah. My that's, goal is to graduate them to health.
0: That's beautiful. And once again, that's unusual, but <laughs> it, it kind of reminds me of Dr. House. you know, that show where you had the doctor who would always drill down to find what's causing this. Yes. We need more people like you. We Aww. need more. No, seriously, because we've gotten into this routine of here. Let me just give you a pill to fix that symptom. We don't really care what's causing this, but here's a, a pill that will fix the symptom. And we really do need to take a more global approach to the whole body and say, well, everything's connected. Everything's dependent on the other. So what's the root cause? And if you can do that, that's really what I think. A medical professional should do.
1: Absolutely. And please keep in mind, Adrienne, they're trained that way. But in today's medicine, it's kind of sad. Like I I I'm very sympathetic towards a lot of physicians because, you know, 20 years ago, they could have a decent schedule, patient schedule. They didn't have to see 50 million patients and they got reimbursed for their skill and their education. You know what I mean? For their expertise. They got reimbursed properly.
0: Pardon the interruption. I'm in the process of making a few changes to the Women of All podcast. If you'd like to be in on the changes, please remember to subscribe to the podcast or send me an email to womenofall at You're also encouraged to visit my website, adriandillard.com, to see what's keeping me busy these days or just to leave a message. Thanks for supporting the Women of All podcast.
1: Today, you know, in order to meet that same reimbursement, they have to like triple, quadruple their patient load. And, and, you know, and that's not fair. They went to school a long time. They studied, they did um, residencies and all of these things. And they should not have to beat themselves into the ground to see patients, a million patients. And believe me when I tell you, they know. And they don't like it, but they know what's happening to them. They know that they're forced uh, to see this giant group of patients getting in, getting out, getting in, getting out. Not shouldn't be. You work hard. You got into medical school. You did your residencies. You paid a ton of money to, uh, to achieve that. Right. And then insurance companies say, yeah, but we're going to pay you crumbs mm-hmm. if you want to do it regularly, if you want to like do the real thing thing we're going to give you crumbs to do that and when you have three six hundred thousand dollars in student loans you can't do that you know a lot of people think that doctors run around with a lot of money but they do but those student loans still go on a long 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 time while they're trying to take care of their family and run a practice so i do have sympathy towards them because you know being in a hospital 21 years and hearing how much they owe was like that So I mean I can sympathize with them for for you know having to practice like that. I don't sure. think none of them want to. Right. You know, I worked in urology, my practice load was anywhere from eight to twenty-four patients. And I'd look on their schedule and they'd have 60 to 70. Mm. You know, but I didn't have three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000 in student loans. And you know what I mean? So I get it. You know, they want to have a decent life while they've graduated and, and did all the work that they did. But in order to do that and pay back all that stuff and, and pay employees and have a practice. So it's unfortunate as far as insurance companies and things we should uh get them to pay better because um people pay them a lot of money for health insurance and they shouldn't be rationing out the pay you know what i mean yes you're you're right take my money and pay this person so they can take care of me
0: yes and pay them what they deserve
1: but they're like we'll take your money but here's a few crumbs for the person who went to that (laughs) right yes (laughs) Yeah, it's terrible. It's just crumbs. And you know what I mean? And, and I don't think any of them want to work like that, but that's how it is. Right. You know, right. when you have these high loans and all of these things and it's unfortunate, but then you have someone like me, I have a nursing background. I went to MP school. I also have my doctorate. I finished that December, 2015 and got my oh. nice little diploma, January, 2016. I teach, I've, I've taught graduate and undergraduate college since 2011. I teach at Georgetown now in D.C., so I'm a busy girl. Yeah, I was going to say, what? <laughs> it would be, I have a doctorate, but it's definitely not the same as a physician. But I definitely study hard to take care of people. I want them to get the best from me as far as I can, can give. Um, I'm very nerdy, and I do not <laughs> like to not know things. So I will study <laughs> my brains out. <laughs> but I just wanted to tell you real quick, Adrian. Yes. Yeah. Christina runs the infusion room. And when we have patients that have deficiencies, she's my girl. Like she knows the right infusion therapy, which is intravenous. There's different ones for different patients. Right. And so she and I, we talk about, you know, Mr. Mr. X needs the Myers cocktail, or this person would do better on customized me. So like she's customizing these things and she's right. given injections, vitamin D, B12, whatever the okay. patient okay. has. There's a lot of ways to get uh, nutrients into patients. And she runs that for me beautifully because we know this, Adrian, a lot of patients who have autoimmune disease usually have gut problems. They're not abs- able to absorb well. Yeah. And right. IV, yeah, some kind of something that so that right there tells you this patient is not going to be able to get in a lot of this nutrients mm. taking a supplement so christina is brilliant and she's able to work with me she does runs the infusion she puts ivs in beautifully and is able to do that and make sure that environment is comfortable and things so i'm blessed to have her here she is really smart and she could stick an iv on a mat
0: Oh, yes, we need you. Yes, yes.
1: She no goes. more
0: hematomas.
1: Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. I, sometimes I'm surprised how she comes out and goes, Yeah, let's tell us. And I look and I'm like, Because I didn't see anything. Like, I didn't see any potential or anything. And she'll, she gets it every time. It's beautiful cool to have her. And tell her, tell Adrienne how much you love your job. Go ahead, tell her. Go oh, her. I have the world's best boss, just so you know. <laughs> and I'm definitely getting a bonus for saying that. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. Definitely.
0: Just a small one. Just a small one. Crumbs. You want to get the crumbs, right? No. Yeah.
1: yeah. We have well, that, a really good-
0: <laughs> <that is awesome. laughs> I love that relationship that you have. That's really. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, you
1: want to know, she and I came together at JP Morgan. We both worked there in the wellness center oh, all right. and I got to see firsthand how brilliant she is. I'm blessed to have her. I'm blessed that she takes what I do serious. I'm yeah, blessed yeah. that she uh, finds it interesting and we're a good group together sure. and we really are committed to helping our thyroid patients and And help other patients with other things. I mean, we do testosterone replacement here for men. And we also do some other adjunct care for people with other autoimmune diseases. It's a nice little mix we have here. But again, we primarily want to get our thyroid patients as healthy as they can.
0: It's really interesting that you have just focused in on thyroid. Do you find sufficient people coming into your business with thyroid problems?
1: Yes. I initially did not take health insurance because insurance companies can be a problem. And, you know, I argued with them for over a decade trying to get proper reimbursement or trying to get them to cover testing and all these other things. So I just didn't want to deal with that. But I was thinking like a couple months ago in July, roughly, I was thinking, you know, people pay a lot of money for this insurance and I shouldn't take money outside of that from them that belongs to them and their family. We decided we would start taking health insurance. And a lot of people are are definitely happy for that. And they come because of that. Like I said, we're still getting credentialed through several more insurance companies, but we hadn't been, so all of our patients were cash paying patients. So I'm trying to get out of that <laughs> and be more of an insurance taker um, because I feel like there are a lot of patients that can't get to us because they simply, you know, their money goes to their they family.
0: Can. Right. Um, yeah. Absolutely.
1: So we're trying to remedy that, but we do have a nice um, group of patients. Uh, we are, um, we're pretty busy. Okay. Um, but you know, once all this insurance thing comes, I think it's going be... to be, Yeah,
0: I think it's going <laughs> to yeah. be an influx and so you're going to have to get a few more Christina's to help. I know. right?
1: It's funny. Cause I, when I, at the time that I was building this business, I, I just didn't want to deal with the insurance companies, but I was so sick and I'm like, that's not fair. I've got to get the folks in here that need to get in right. here. Right. Um And the stories, Adrienne, the stories are heartbreaking. They're just heartbreaking. You know, they're yeah. just not being heard. They're not, you right. know, looking at the labs, all the labs and things like that. So we're really trying to create a space here for our thyroid patients primarily. I mean, our logo is a butterfly. I know. The thyroid yeah. is shaped like a butterfly. So <laughs> we're all in.
0: We're all in. Yeah, so yeah. I love it. All right. Well, I'm going to give you a couple of minutes just to share a bit of wisdom. Anything you want to talk about?
1: Um, Okay. The one thing I'm probably going to get some flack for this, but okay. So women in general, uh, we run around, we are multitaskers. We have a lot on our plates and all of these things and we can do it all. We can, you know, so, but then when you meet your partner, And you know, and you get married, and that's all exciting, and you have all of that, and then you decide to have children. One of the things that I find very disheartening is that when folks get pregnant and they're, you know, go see their providers and things, that there's a standard of test that they do, and then typically they give you a prenatal vitamin and say, take this every day. Here's the thing women in general running around like they do have deficiencies. And sometimes that little tablet that they give you prenatal vitamin is not going to cover it. It'll give you enough to ride through the pregnancy, but it's not going to fix the issues. So then after pregnancy, the baby has taken what it needed to take and your body went through what it went through. And now it's an even worse state. So, you know, throw in a couple kids more of going through that same process and women get into some pretty ugly deficiencies that were never corrected. And a lot of times that helps people develop autoimmune diseases and things. And I wish that women's health was a little bit stronger if we really looked at some of the major deficiencies and really gave them prenatal vitamins that were specific to their needs, because there's like a million types of prenatal vitamins so you know it's not a one-size-fits-all it's just that some people like this brand some people like that brand when you really should be looking at the patients to make sure because the mama matters too the mama matters too you know we want to take care of the baby and get you through the first trimester so there's no neurotube tube defects and all that fun stuff but the mother needs to make sure that she's as healthy as she can be to take care of that baby so i think women's health could use a little bump I think we could really get our patients in better states to right at the beginning of pregnancy, right. to try to clean up some of those deficiencies, and then make sure after pregnancy that we check labs and make sure yeah, you know sure. that there's no deficiencies there. But I'm finding that women tell me I started feeling bad after my first pregnancy. Aww. Yeah. And then by the time they had, you know, a second or third baby, they're just feeling horrible. They their bodies have changed significantly. Their mental health has changed significantly. You know, I, I think that we could take better care of them pre, during, and post pregnancy.
0: <laughs> I agree. I'm, I don't know why you think you're going to take some flack for that, but I think what you said to me, it's just common sense. It's just common sense. But like you said, they don't have time to focus on everything, on, mm-hmm. on treating each person as an individual. They just don't have time for that. It's really I have, bad.
1: Adrienne, I have helped women that were in their 40s mm-hmm. who had these bad deficiencies or these food sensitivities or these weird things that kept them um, from being getting pregnant. Yes. And I have folks that are on their, like their second or third baby in their 40s. Wow. What? Wow. <laughs> I mean, it just, I mean, if you can get and you can work with them and figure out what is causing this hormonal disruption and oh, try yeah. to clean it up a little bit, you know, it's its wild because I'm always like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> exciting too. I mean, I'm definitely not like a woman's health specialist, but I can clean up a lot of stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of nice to um, see women be able to have the life they wanted by just simply fixing a couple deficiencies or removing... Sure. Foods from their diet that are really inflammatory that are disrupting their hormone balance. So it's wild, but it's
0: fun. <laughs> oh, I look at you. you look like you're having a ball.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I love all of this. I love That's all good. of it. I promise you. <laughs>
0: right. That's this is awesome. I'm so glad that I talked to you. Yeah, this has just been a really good conversation. I've I'm just happy that you're here. I'm happy <laughs> that you're here helping people. Really, I mean. Not here, right here where I am. I'm just saying, I'm happy that you're available to people. And I'm hoping that people will hear you, hear about you and come to you. I know I saw the article in the magazine. Hopefully people will read the magazine and reach out to you because there are so many of us dealing with these diseases and we need help. We need help from someone who really cares about fixing it and not just treating it
1: that is correct that is correct and i you know (laughs) when i talk to people about what i do and i think about at the time when i'm talking about it and i think about what i've been through and how much i've suffered i get like teary like when i'm talking to you this whole time like i'm like at times holding back tears because i've felt so bad i mean i've i've been through with thyroid disease and not being able to get folks to really hear me and take um you know, treat me all over. You know, right, holistically, right. and and not just say that's a psych issue, that's a stomach issue, that's yeah, a this yeah. issue, and not realize that those things are woven together. Um, I always say the immune system and the GI tract and the nervous system are VFs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Unfortunately for us, yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. So yes. patients get the triple. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I I I I I'm very passionate about this um like i said i have suffered and when i hear my patients tell me stories and when we're in the in the office here and we're in one of the treatment rooms like i get choked up like i'm just like holding it together because i know that pain i know that suffering you know so it's 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 very dear to my heart it's important to me it's important that you know i listen and 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 do the best i can to take care of them sometimes patients come in and they feel awful and guess what it's not even their thyroid their thyroid's acting up because they're really 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 anemic and they've been anemic since their first child and now they're like hanging on the fumes so i'm fixing anemia when it's not even their thyroid but they're taking a ton of thyroid medicine because that's what they were told it was So it's it's
0: wild, it's wild, but it sure is fun. Good. Well, like I said, I'm thankful that you're here for these people. Thank you so very much. Now I'm going to take one more moment to ask you, what do you think it means to be a woman of awe, action, wisdom, and excellence?
1: What do I think it means? I think it means that you must have something special and that something special needs to be shared with a lot of women so they can be empowered.
0: How about that? I, I agree. <laughs> that's exactly what you yes. And that's exactly right. But the thing is, a lot of people don't realize they have that something special and they don't acknowledge that they are women of awe. But I'm okay. here to make sure I point you out and say, everyone, look, here's a woman of awe and Aww. we are grateful and thankful for you.
1: Yes, and you know yeah, what? I am just so passionate about um, empowering people around me, um, especially women, but I empower men too. You know, I teach at um, Tier 1 College, and there are men that come through that class, and when they leave, you know, I get really good feedback from them because I want them to also feel comfortable in the arena of mostly women in nursing. My empowerment is definitely geared towards women, but it also can veer towards a male too. Yeah. I, I give them just as much.
0: So needed. Yes,
1: you know, We as human beings have a lot to share and, and give to each other. And uh, if we do that kindly, I think we yeah. turn out all
0: right. <laughs> That's true. We do. We turn on right. We have to be willing to share.
1: Let me ask you,
0: where can my listeners connect with you? How can they reach you?
1: Well, we are on Facebook. You can find Monarch Wellness Center on Facebook. We are on Instagram, Monarch Wellness Center, LLC on Instagram. We are located off of Kirkwood Highway in Wilmington, Delaware. Our website is monarchwellnesscenterdelaware.com. Our phone number is 302-482-2289. And we'd love to hear from all of all of you who are interested in the treatments and care that we give here. So, yeah, we're around. We're close. <laughs>
0: And for those of you who are listening, it's monarch, as in the monarch butterfly, M-O-N-A-R-C-H. Yes.
1: Yes, ma'am. Because yes. it's already shaped like that, so we take yes. the monarch. Yes, ma'am.
0: All right. Thank you, Bernadette, for being here. It has been my pleasure to host you today, and hopefully, I'll hear more about what's going on with you in the future.
1: Oh yes, we are not going anywhere.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again for being here and.
1: Oh, thank you, Adrian.